0: The Anecdote welcomes back the members of macor Guys, thanks for coming.
1: You're welcome. Very glad to be here, actually.
0: I haven't introduced you. Joshua and Jeremy.
1: Joshua and Jeremy, yep, we got Josh. I'm Joshua.
0: And I'm Jeremy. And we are part of macor You guys both share the same last name. In fact, you have multiple members with the same last name, <laughs> Redding. Yes, yes, we do. Is we this do. a family band? Like you got the polyester suits? <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I'm not going to admit it, but Jeremy hates it. I do actually have a crushed velvet suit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm not allowed to bring it out anymore, but I used to bring it out often.
0: (laughs) At least it's not a Lycra suit. Oh, no, it's not
1: Lycra. It's definitely straight up crushed velvet. It's beautiful. It's purple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't it have to be purple? Uh, Oh, no, burgundy too.
1: Burgundy Burgundy. was one, but this was purple, and I kind of couldn't pass up the amazing deal on it.
0: (laughs) Okay, back to being serious. (laughs) Um, The last time I had a chat with Mock was back in 2021, a lot's happened since then, including a couple new band members.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a couple have left. Is that a struggle? It's always a struggle, (laughs) right, Jeremy? Yes, (laughs) It helped us, uh, we made new rules in the band because of it. (laughs) So much so, like, we were joking that any new members had to perform on stage with masks until they had been with us for at least two years, and then we could reveal their identity after we knew they were serious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the most awkward thing. What happens if you go to play a show?
1: Well... Thanks to modern technology, we sometimes can pull off a show if we have minus a member or even two, but it's a risky situation, but we still do it. You just have to depend on technology to not fail you.
0: (laughs) 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 We got to get into horse style because the band isn't like everybody else. You know, your music fits into, I guess, really a few different labels, art rock, hard rock. And you even add in some electronic elements. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen your band describe your sound as Renaissance rock. Yeah. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, you know,
1: in the world of marketing, you have to find something that does separate you from everyone else. And we kind of gravitated towards the Renaissance thing is because there's a romantic thing about it. And our music, the style that was kind of being conveyed through what we were currently doing, kind of was hearkening back to a time you know, when men went to battle and fought for what they believed in, and um, Renaissance seemed like a, an ideal situation for us, <laughs> because you, if you listen to the, the new album in any way, you'll hear bits and pieces of that type of, you'll hear those influences in there, you know, like you know Scottish Highlands type things and things like that. so. We just kind of threw that little renaissance in there just to see if we could have another niche that
0: no one has. Well, I was thinking this was all age-related because the renaissance era was hundreds of years ago,
1: (laughs) and you guys are not
0: as young as you used to be.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, we can go that way too if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) We are renaissance men. We're forging ahead in ways no one else can with aches in our backs and and knees in pain.
0: Well, at least you're not going to be pushing it on stage in a wheelchair.
1: Not yet. Maybe, Working on maybe, it. Maybe after the show. <laughs> I'm, I don't jump off stages. like. Well, I never jumped off stages. I always fell off of them.
0: But. <laughs> now it's time to get, <laughs> get serious again. During the last visit with Modcore, you and I were speaking about Mudman, which was a collection of songs from your early EPs. But this time, we're going to be speaking about Warcry, and it's all new songs. Now, the first single, Rise Up, actually came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. So at that point, were you guys just playing around, or was that the actual start of working on the album?
1: Was that the start of it? I mean, we were, oh, we were probably a good bit of songs deep into the next album by the time we released that. Yeah. Mudman was a journey of, of healing, and by the end of Mudman... You had the song Bottom Feed, which, which is kind of like a, was a resolve type of song where we resolved to stop wallowing mm-hmm. in whatever people said. That took on the no, new form of Rise Up, and Rise Up was that decision to lay down those things that were standing in our way of actually having a deeper relationship with Jesus and being able to have a deeper relationship. Um, relationship with people too because there's a whole bunch of stuff when you're wallowing in your own self-pity you push people away and you you think everybody's the enemy but really what the enemy is are those things in your way whatever it might be Um, so that's where rise up kind of moved us into a new direction and really established the foundation for what was to come
0: so it doesn't sound as if this was easy
1: (laughs) no no and and it It wasn't easy for many reasons. It wasn't easy emotionally. It wasn't easy musically. And it wasn't easy member-wise either. Because every time we think you move forward, a new member
0: leaves.
1: (laughs) 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 Never for any bad reasons. We have to say, like, we've been fortunate. All the people we've had work with us. We've become great friends with them. And they all had their place and their purpose. But they also had things calling them like you know starting families or mending families whatever it may be that's Mm -hmm. why they kind of moved on but that left us in situations where (laughs) where new members would come in and uh, set us back
0: (laughs) well yeah a couple members some pushed us forward what's the hardest part of actually building a song is it the music or is it the lyrics it's definitely the, it's music. the music. It's like sometimes we're jiving and the song writes itself, but other times we sit and fight over it for about three or four weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the beauty is when you have a whole bunch of people that have been working together, they know where you're going to go. But then when you have, you bring in new members, they have ideas that are completely different than what you have. And we're such nice guys. We always try to include the new members. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have been a bad decision on our part because sometimes it brought new good things. Other times it would definitely set us back. It would take us away from the vision we had for what we were moving towards. But the music is definitely the hardest part because we know what we are and we know where we want to go, but sometimes we don't know how to get there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just have to follow the yellow brick road. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that might have been the problem. Uh, we were not following the yellow brick road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to talk about one of the standouts from War Cry. This is both musically and lyrically, and that's the title track. The song says, Limitations cover us in a fearful veil, Draping us in doubt so we think we'll fail, But despite our weaknesses, we're equipped to prevail. Does that line fit Ma Cor? Like, you don't have any doubts about succeeding?
1: Um, it fits us in the fact that we know that when we align ourselves with God and his plan for our lives, and we just stop worrying about what other people might think about us, then we actually can move forward. We've, I think we've had more success in just trusting what he has for us and not worrying about anything else. Because, you know, people will review your albums, people will think that your music's garbage (laughs) they'll say it's not modern enough or whatever it is but that's not what we were called to do we were called to share what he has for us and i think that's i don't know do you think jeremy
0: (laughs) well i mean you
1: wrote the lyrics i i'm not into that world yeah so the cool thing we wrote all the music before the lyrics ever even happened which is weird for some bands because lots of times Mm. we sit down they have lyrics and they'll be like let's do Let's do it to fit what I have written lyrically, whereas all along we actually had a title before even Rise Up made it out into the public. We already knew that the album was going to be called War Cry. We didn't have a song called War Cry, but we knew the album was going to be called War Cry. We just knew that we were being a part of something victorious Mm because… We had been through so much, and, and we knew that God was going to he, – he had already provided victory at that time. We just needed to live out that victory. But victory comes in different forms for different people. And for us, victory was just the opportunity to move past our wallowing and be able to have whatever he was going to bring. And the funny thing is the lyrics just kind of just happened all in one week. And we had all these titles. We knew what the songs were called. And the lyrics just started flowing, and they lined up with each one of the titles, So it's sort of like, this is a God thing. That's how we've kind of been going with all of our songs lately is just, you know, God will throw a a title at us and then the music starts working itself out and we're just trusting him for the lyrics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something about the album is that it's incredibly consistent. You were speaking just a moment ago about being victorious, but the thing is with Warcry, I keep getting this theme coming through that life and faith is a battle. Is that what you guys have found, that your lives have been a struggle? I would say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would say this whole process has been a struggle. Yeah. I mean, we keep
1: going back to that it was a major struggle, Um, and it's not easy. I think, and this is just an opinion and a feeling, but I think the biggest problem and the misconception we have when we maybe as adults come to the lord or even as you know like for me i came to the lord at a young age and then i had my times of doubting and i had my times of falling away and i had my times of being drawn back in because as you're growing up you were told that everything was going to be nice and pretty and jesus Mm. was going to make everything nice and wonderful and life hits you it hits you really hard you're faced with things that you never thought you'd be faced with whatever it may be you know for us we had our own struggles but there might be somebody that is you know doing everything they thought they were where god wanted them to be and then then they lose a spouse or they themselves get cancer or even a the weirdest story and that it just kind of blew my mind was this poor woman was just out for a walk and it was pretty recent this news article where she was out for a walk in her neighborhood and three dogs attack her. And they attack her so badly that she has to lose both her legs. She wasn't doing anything, but just walking. And it's like, so, and those types of things, we are like, what in the world is going on in my life? And so we start to question why we're here, what we're doing here and what does God really want for us? And, and we are like, well, I thought we were doing what he wants us to do and why is it so hard? So it is a struggle there is a war going on all around us and some people feel it differently than others and so yeah it's not an easy walk that's for sure
0: well why don't we take that a step further is there a difference between a struggle and a battle i mean songs like prevail describe it as a battle Mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah the way we hit this album was from two different perspectives the grand picture is that we are in a war and that war is is life. And then there's little pockets, little battles that we go through. You know, you might have a kid that just drives you crazy that you're trying to raise or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. You've got little battles that distract you from the bigger picture. Um, you think about the Civil War. The war itself was, you know, what, three or four years long. But e- each individual battle was determining where they would go. So that's kind of how we approached this album. We got... We got the big picture, 11 songs, which are the war. And then you've got, you know, the individual battles, which are each one of the songs.
0: I don't know, with all this aggression in the songs, it has me wondering, have you guys got a problem with with your testosterone levels or?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I don't have any anymore.
0: (laughs) Not anymore since the album's over.
1: (laughs) I don't think we have any problems with them, but I think that we are coming to terms with our calling and where we're we're going because, you know, we already have the next album on the way and it still kind of plays off of this theme,
0: so. Seriously, you already have another album underway. (laughs) Yes. That's how we work.
1: Yes. (laughs) We're not guaranteeing that it'll be ready in the next five years, but it's on its way.
0: (laughs) Now, that's almost as crazy as War Cry because I have not been able to figure out why the band would release War Cry one week before Christmas. I mean, that has to be the worst time of the year to make any impact with an album.
1: Yet yet it just it felt right. <laughs> it felt like it was time, and we did it. And we might be the craziest people, but we did it anyways. And probably because, personally, I feel like 2024 is going to be quite an interesting year. And... um we hope to be kind of part of encouraging people along the way. I, I just, I feel like the world is struggling. Maybe it's because of the work that I do outside of the band. I, I work with an interesting group of people and there's a lot of struggle going on there. I don't know. I just feel like we're a part of a cool movement, I hope.
0: <laughs> you are right with that, because maybe I was exaggerating saying about how War Cry was about battles. Because it also speaks about raising yourself up. You get that on the song Dream Again, mm-hmm. and it says, dreams on lockdown, extended shutdown, I've isolated me. It's time to be free. Yeah. It may take all I have within, but I can dream again. Yeah. And I guess since you brought it up in the song, maybe you could tell us, like, how did MaCore handle the COVID lockdowns?
1: Oh, that was a weird time. But the funny thing is, is those lyrics were written before the covid lockdown.
0: Get real. No. Ooh, was that being prophetic? Uh
1: I've always struggled with that um because I've always felt inadequate, but when I look back at the things that God pours into us, I have to accept the fact that there is some prophetic things that he's done throughout our musical careers, even prior band, the, way the other band we had. There's just a lot of lyrics that come out before anything happens, which is weird. Lyrically, I even predicted some of my own struggles. Wow. But I was never talking to myself. I was talking to some other family members in my lyrics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It really is pretty amazing when you look at it from today's viewpoint, looking back over COVID and seeing the correlation between that song and what happened.
1: Dream Again was the second song we wrote. So Rise Up, after we finished Mudman and kind of pushed through, and we went and revisited Bottom Feed, but we had already written Rise Up after Mudman was done. I don't think even Mudman was released. So Rise Up and Dream Again came about. So we're talking, even though Rise Up made it into the world in 2021, it was Dream Again and Rise Up probably were completed 2017,
0: 2018. Wow. You know, something about you guys is that MaCore has always delivered a faith-based message. But have you ever given any thought to going mainstream? I mean, couldn't that actually increase your fan base?
1: Um, There is actually a good number of mainstream stations that do play us. Even locally, we have the support of a, a mainstream station, which is nice. It comes down to money is what it comes down to because the, the mainstream stations require you to um, wine and dine them more than Christian stations do, which is weird. That but, is weird. So it, it really does come down to money. <laughs> if you have enough money and you have the ability to show the radio stations you have money, then they'll play your music.
0: That's a sad deal.
1: Even on our lo- the local station here, the the comical thing was they have a program where they had the public decide who they continue to play and who they stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And um, because we follow them, we saw their board of who they were going to push anyways. And they had decided not to play any more skillet, but their board said that they were going to push skillet really hard. So that means that the record label convinced them to play more music. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it's a weird world, but we are grateful. We actually do have some mainstream support, which is nice.
0: I'm sort of hoping that in this 60-minute program, I'm going to have enough time to squeeze in War Cries' closing song. you know, Because at <laughs> six minutes long, the extended version of my defense is not radio-friendly.
1: No, it's not. And we didn't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I do want to hear about it. You've pulled the lyrics straight out of Psalms. But what was it about Psalm 62 that pushed Maquor to write the song?
1: So, that one goes back a ways. Mm. I don't even know how far back that goes, because that was… It's a scripture show. Yes. Dad wrote. Yeah. Jeff is a, he does acoustic scripture songs, and he started doing those before we were even born. And um, it was just a way to help students memorize the scripture more easily. Okay. and. And so I don't know if that song was part of his repertoire back then. He's not here to agree or deny, but it was somewhere in his repertoire of songs. And it just, as we were thinking about how can we have something that can be encouraging, it just came to him. He's like, what about this one? And the more we read about it, the more we thought about it, it was actually pretty perfect for what was going on because that psalm is talking about being in a place that sounds impossible, mm-hmm. like you're, you're on a cliff is really what it's talking about. Rock means cliff. And if you're in battle and you're on a cliff, you feel stranded. But the way the scriptures hit it was you're actually in the best place you could be because the cliff is God. He's the rock, and he's giving you a vantage point that no one else has. And you can watch from that vantage point and see the battle being won by him it was kind of a perfect way to close out the album.
0: And it's an interesting song because the lyrical content comes through in the first half of it, and the second half is this extended, sort of a post-rock, proggy-type feel. Instrumental.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It was just... uh Yeah, a way, you know, because it's Psalms, and Psalms always did, you know, the writer of Psalms or the people that surrounded him, they would always do these musical silas Mm -hmm. where the psalmist would, you know, do his poetic thing, and then the musicians would be like, okay, let's play music while these people think about what he just said.
0: So you guys really are Old Testament. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Maybe you could tell us when you went into doing the album, did you really have an overriding message or intention? Yep. I mean, it
1: sure did feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) We said that we were going, I know initially we said we need to move into a direction that isn't so sad. (laughs) Because we just, because we just did Mudman. And Mudman was just the journey of this poor fellow that, he was so broken and so beaten down by his life choices, he needed some encouragement. And we needed to encourage that poor fellow. And so we knew we needed to write music to at least encourage him to move forward. <laughs> even so if we, he had
0: to go through a battle to do even it. Even
1: if he had to go through a battle.
0: <laughs> okay, so when's the next album? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, if we, if we said that, we would be hurt when we didn't make our goal. We have, we have four songs done. Not done in the sense of, like, recorded professionally, but we have them pretty well on their way. But we're also in a, in a struggle right now because of just some life stuff that's going on with, I uh, mean, Jeff being our dad. You know, life is different now for him, so he's trying to figure all that out.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he, he's not as active with us as he would like to be. So we try to work with him and his schedule. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of slows some of the stuff down, but yet we were moving along pretty well.
0: So you're saying that you've actually got three generations in the band. We do. We That's do wild. What a cool <laughs> thing to have happen.
1: Yep. That's why we're letting my youngest figure it out because, you know, he's he's still in high school. So there might be still some changes in his life where he decides he wants to go a different direction. He loves music, but he may decide to be a video producer. He loves doing videos, too, so we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. Seriously, warcry it's a great album, and I'm glad you guys sent it over to me.
1: Well, I'm glad we were able to. So it was such a long struggle to get to the point where we could send it to you.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming to The Antidote and sharing about the latest from Mockcore, Warcry. It's been great.
1: We're honored to be able to do it. We appreciate you taking this time and spending with us. Thank you.